Hello and welcome to episode four of the Liverpool Comedy Improv Cast with me, Ian Luke Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community, and today's guest is the very first member of Liverpool Comedy Improv, Dave Hodgson. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and many more podcast providers. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Dave's true story about making stuff up. And now let's welcome to the podcast. It is the original member of Liverpool Comedy Improv himself. It's Dave. Welcome, Dave. All right, glad to be here. So I want to start by talking to you about the fact that you are number one. According to Emma Bird, you are the first member of Liverpool Comedy Improv. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been a while since I started. It's been quite a few years. Um, been doing comedy in, but comedy improv with Liverpool. I, well, to be honest, if I'd known it, was uh, was around earlier. I would have started earlier, but so how did you first get involved? How did you hear about Liverpool Company Improv in the first place? Uh, well, in fact, I'd I'd gone to a gone to a gig with um, which oddly enough Emma had organised. Okay. And because yeah, I was I was very much I'd done. Well, previously, sort of like my experience in sort of the dramatics sort of thing was to do with like very sort of stereotype damage dramatics, get a play, learn your line, audition for a part, learn your lines, all that kind of thing. But yeah, I'd kind of not um, been involved in anything for a while. And then I'd like my sister mention about this comedy, this improv comedy, and I was like, okay, I'll go, go and see it. Obviously, Emma was running it, and those leaflets on on the on the t- on the chairs saying, "Oh, Liverpool Comedy Improv drop in Monday night at the um, at the Pilgrim." It used to be the Pilgrim back yeah. in the day, and so yeah, I was just kind of like, "Yeah, why not go for it? What well, <laughs> I've got to lose really?" And kind of the rest is kind of like history. So, when you went to that first session, was it well attended, or was it just a handful of you? Um, I have to say, you know, generally, kind of like around about 15, 16 people. Maybe oh, wow. Yeah, you know, that... probably the most I've seen on one of them is probably about over 30 people. Yeah. And if you've been to the Pilgrim and you've been to that function room where they hold it, it's like it, it's a small space for 30 <laughs> Right. People. So it's kind of like you've got to have like some sort of oblong weird egg shape when you sort of form ah, okay. and sort of the warm-ups so how long was it at the pilgrim i hear people talk about the pilgrim all the time but uh when i came it wasn't in the pilgrim it was in the fly and the loaf but how long was it in the pilgrim before it moved probably a good three four years something like that okay oh, it's like, it was it was quite a while until the point when and then, yeah, obviously Emma decided, yeah, like, okay, what new start? Yeah. The fly in the loaf. So were you the first person to turn up for that very first class? Um, gen- generally speaking, I 
do my best to get get there quite on on time so I could just sort of like chill sort of you know sort of get there settle down and then yeah. get ready almost like so do you remember going in that first time if you were the first one in was it just you chatting with Emma at the beginning and then did people start to arrive shortly after or was there a bit of a, a time between that I think I think I'm I'm probably on the third, like one of the first people arriving, but yeah, it's usually might get one or two, and then like obviously saw Emma. I was like, oh, hi, yeah, I'm Dave. And I was like, your comedy show, the comedy show you did the other week, and then yeah, kind of then sort of get get settled in, try and get into, introduce myself to everyone else, and gradually as people start walking through the door. Nice. So what was your exposure to improv before you started doing it yourself? Had you seen many live shows or was it mostly just watching Who's Lines It Anyway? Yeah, um, a, lot, a lot of kind of comedy, whether it's improvised or not, was obviously yeah, Who's Lines It Anyway. That's, that was a big, um, big influence of what, you know, your Brian Stiles, Colin Mockery's, Wayne Brady's and um and then like to a certain degree of the comedy that i kind of watch was like mock the week oh yeah so it's uh, again even though that's comedians and the sort of you know stand-ups and they're doing like kind of like little bits would be like in the would be their um their like sort of gigs that they do but otherwise they're kind of like the main thing main comedy sort of like either improvised or not and when you started doing it did did you go in there thinking it was going to be one thing and it turned out to be something else or did it end up being exactly how you thought it would be um so i kind of find sometimes for me i kind of like maybe not maybe wasn't as quick off the line with certain things Right, you know, because like you see, you see like who's lying, and and you think they make it look easy. Yeah, yeah. It's just the fact that you know it's like you know Wayne Brady on who's lying. He's probably the go-to person for like any sort of songs. Yeah, sort of singing that sort of thing. Whereas like you know Colin Mockery's and Ryan Styles, they're good for like any sort of narrates. In fact, yeah, gradually over time, I start liking the sort of guessing style games. Okay. Colin Mockery's pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, oh, and then in, in older times as well, I know Greg Proops and Caroline Quentin, they were always very good at the guessing games. Yeah. Uh, so if you were in the Who's Line lineup, you think you'd be the one... Sort of doing a lot of the guessing style games. Um, probably, probably if I was going in, sort of like not knowing where I am really, I'd just I'd just be happy to do anything. But probably um, having a lot of exposure, I've had to improv. I probably would be like, I'll probably definitely be like, yeah, let's, I'll do that. And are there any games that sort of scare you a little more than others? Well, yeah, I don't know. I think it just depends on, because I'd have to say, 
well, get the guessing elements of the get the improvised guessing ones were like where you had to sort of be put on the spot, sort of kind of scared me. That's why I want to sort of overcome, because say, my fear of that. Yeah, I was kind of, um, and then any sort anything sort of pun related, sort of being, and sort of be like, yeah, sort of okay, yeah, I've got one trying to get in quick. <laughs> And you mentioned there being put on the spot. Have you had any instances where you've just frozen, like you just don't know what to do next? I have, yeah. The, there's one, there's one game where I think it's like it's called like Cliff Notes or something like that. It's where you've got someone who's doing like an interview or they're interviewing, and they're doing a stuff, but then you've got to come in and be like, take something and to a certain degree elaborate on it and it's like right. there was one moment where I came in and just was like I said said some I started it off but then I was like completely mind went blank so I just was like <laughs> moved back which then kind of like to a certain degree it helped help that scene. Yeah. So if someone else was new to improvising and they came to you and they said, oh have you got any techniques that could help me if I get stuck, if I get frozen, what would you say to them? Um, to a certain degree, I'm, I'm kind of one where if I start freezing sort of on my, like thinking of what to say, yeah, I kind of almost go into some, some sort of physical activity, almost just like do, do some like sort of almost to like, Play my character, play that sort of character almost like as if, like, um, I don't know, kind of nervous, a bit giddy sort of thing. And, yeah. and then hopefully my scene party will clock, clock on and we'll go, oh, yeah, that's the game sort of thing. Okay. Um, no. I yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. So thinking back to when you first started, can you remember a moment, a particular scene you were doing? where you all of a sudden thought, wow, yeah, I fully get improv. This is definitely for me. Was there a scene where like the magic happened? And if so, how long into you doing improv was that? Um, to be honest, I can't... It's, been, it's been that while, you know, been that while. So thinking back, um, I'm just kind of more like on the sense of it was, I was like, just the whole experience on the whole day, not not one specific moment. Yeah. So stood out. I was just more like, yeah, this is for me. You know, it's something I'd like to continue doing. Um, and yeah, just I, I then kept going each week, every Monday. Yeah. And were you doing any of the courses that were on offer back then? Emma was offering sort of like beginners courses for half a day and things like that. Were you doing any of those or just the drop-ins? Um, it was mainly the drop-ins because to, to be honest, I didn't prior, prior to me joining Liverpool comedy and prof community. I, I didn't, I wasn't even aware of it to be honest. Right. But from being perfectly honest, I wasn't aware of it. And then it wasn't until that show I saw, I went to, I was like, okay, yeah, it's piqued my interest. And I was, yeah, I went to the first drop in at the Pilgrim. And I was like, yeah, definitely going to keep coming every week. 
And bef- before the improv, what was your performing background in, in more detail? Um, a lot. Uh, I was doing, doing a lot of um, like local theatre companies. With, well, okay. it's with one based on what based in Wallasey on the Wirral. And then prior to that, well, I'd gone, I'd gone to university prior to that uh, to do study three years in drama. Then I was with um, the Carlton Players prior to that. It was just a company based in Birkenhead. Right. So, yeah. Again, so- sorry. Uh, sorry, what sort of shows were you doing with those companies? Uh, Carlton Players was very sort of sort of old school style plays. It was very sort of period dramas or right. that kind of thing. Uh, then in fact, yeah, in university, the final year, we did a show and the show was about British citizenship. All right. Oddly enough. <laughs> and to which um to which the cat one of the characters I had to play, I had to learn how to speak a bit of Korean. Um, so yeah, I was just, it was also written phonetically. So I was just, All right. uh, just kind of like, it's written, yeah, it's written phonetically rather than how Korean's normally written. Okay. So I was, and then when I did, when I got with um, Out of the Bag Productions um, in Wallasey, that they were all plays that were written by the one who was running who was running it. All oh, right, okay. And and um yeah we performed them in the Flora Pavilion in New Brighton. Nice. Um, and then yeah then there was a bit of a break before joining Liverpool Comedy Improv. So with improv it, it's called improv comedy but it's not necessarily about being funny. Uh but you're very good with the funny scenes, but do you enjoy the serious side of things as well? Uh, it's you know, it's a different, uh, you know, it has its perks, you know, sort of not trying to be funny all the time, although it, the intention is to be funny. Yeah. Uh, and have you had much exposure to sort of long form or the sort of the mid form that are all these 10 minute scenes that are doing the rounds? Uh, with in some of the some of the dropping classes, um, we did look at some long form style scenes. Um, and see, I keep, I keep there's one where you've got to like you're in a team of six, mm-hmm. and you've got each person goes forward in sort of like twos. We carry the form, carry the game on, right? And eventually. I forgot on see it's gonna I'm probably gonna remember <laughs> remember what the what the what the game's called after. <laughs> yeah, it's always the way. Yeah. Uh so just thinking of the switch that's happened with improv over the last year to online, what do you think about improv online? Um it's it's obviously different. Um to the extent where you know you're doing it in in your house, which a lot of the stuff you can sort of grab, you know, depending on what room of your house you're in, you can grab yeah. 
certain um, certain things like the TV remote or something like that, and it's it's just like that's that's included in the scene, or if you've got any sort of old props or anything like that, you, know, you can just go, all right, yeah, I've got this prop, this hat I can use, and it's just like, I mean, obviously the the miss you know missing sort of the live audience yeah. interaction that I mean that will always be a case of it'd be great to sort of get back to that but at the time for the time being you know it's it's great to sort of be able to do something within the, within the comfort of your own home so yeah but, I feel I should say that for the listeners as well that Dave is particularly good at using the items around him in his in his home and incorporating them into scenes i can think back to many times over the last year where dave has uh, made people laugh a lot just by doing something very simple just that he's grabbed using something that he's grabbed and bringing it into a scene uh, so i'm gonna do a little bit of word association with you now i want to see what comes to your mind when i say these words Enter exit. Enter exit. Um, always exiting. <laughs> Zoom prov. Uh, Zoom prov. Yeah, it's. <laughs> oh, like, um, like global community live audience audience connection connection at 2020 a year to forget <laughs> football uh Liverpool tra- champions 2020. Comedians. Uh, Billy Connolly, Lee Evans. And to finish this little game, chocolate bourbons. <laughs> Bourbon sweats. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you said that. Um, so in a previous episode, I interviewed Mark Turpin and I also used that with him. And he said the bourbon sweats too. So if people want to know about that story, you can listen back to episode two of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast and find out what the bourbon sweats are all about. But that was a great scene uh, between uh, Dave and Mark Turpin. Now, you mentioned some comedians there. The comedians that you mentioned, have they influenced your improv style in any way? Um, I mean, Lee Evans probably is more, is more the physical comedian. Yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you've seen him through his, through his DVDs and the fact that I've seen him, had the pleasure of seeing him live, um, he sweats a lot. Oh, yes, he does. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole sort of, over-exaggerated physical physicality kind of to for me brings in that kind of thing for me i i draw influence from that yeah billy Connolly, um he's very much 
great at sort of. I mean, it's sad that he's retired. He's retired now. Yeah. But um, his just character work and just bringing stories up from inanimate objects, just like you, you could listen to him all day and just be like, and just no matter no matter how many times you go back over it, it's still funny. So when you improvise, do you prefer to focus on the character or do you prefer to focus on taking the story forward? For me, it just depends. Depends on the moment. Yeah. Really. So, um, it can just be a case where I'll just be like, in fact, yeah, there was, um, there's been one or few times where me and my scene partner have just literally, we've not said a single word for literally right. a minute and we've just been like sort of very sort you know come across as very meek and sort of like like our movements are kind of very sort of like a, a mirrored in such a way we've kind of had that sort of almost like mind meld where we've just yeah. literally we've just literally sort of go okay that's the game you know we're not saying anything <laughs> but we're like, it just and then it's just like that's had people in absolute stitches. Just the fact that we've not said anything and everything's done physically. Yeah, something I've really learned over the last year is just how powerful silence can be in improv. It could really just take a scene to the next level if it's done right. Yeah, that that's it's it just for me, pick it. I've just gone into something, not said anything. I said, yeah, partners picked up that and we've just like done a scene for about a minute, minute and a half, something like that, just not saying a word. And it's yeah. let our physicalities do something. Other occasions is just like think of a character who's maybe quite who's maybe is about a bit outspoken and just like go into it and just be like, Okay, yeah, that that's my character and my partner's either done the whole state we've done maybe the whole status thing. Yeah. Just one of us has been quite high, one's been quite low, or or we've just been both very sort of at the same trying to outdo each other, sort of thing. So away from improv, uh where are you from? Uh I am currently on the Wirral in okay. Prent well, Prenton on the Wirral. Um that was something that was quite interesting trying to explain to people in university because <laughs> university in Leicester right and I don't know how 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 easy it's picked up over the mic or anything but I do have a slight Scouse accent you know not yeah it's not it's there but it's not strong and that and then people go you're from Liverpool right and I'm like oh no I'm from a place called the Wirral it's Near and it's like, oh yeah, it's near Liverpool, and be like, oh yeah, that's it, and it's <laughs> that's just an absolute. So you just kind of, to a certain degree, have to be like, yeah, and just I hope I do apologise for any people from Liverpool. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not scared. <laughs> so what I do you think from the world? What do you think the radius for being a scouser is? How far from yeah. Liverpool itself? Well, it's probably. I mean, I don't know what Scousers would say, but they'll probably say anything up to the, up to the entrance or the tunnel on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and going out, and then obviously in comes us out. So Kirk, like Crosby, Kirk, Kirkby, and all that. Yeah. Uh, so when you're not improvising, yeah. what what do you do with yourself? Well, yeah. Um, well, my day job is is in retail. Um, I also have a very keen interest in photography. So, um, yeah. So a lot of the time, it's a bit, bit of a mixed bag. My photography sometimes when I've been to Chester Zoo, I'll take my camera with me, sort of. Yeah. Because you know, even though you might think, you know, how many times you've been to Chester Zoo, same animals and all that, but there's like, there's always something different happening and it's always somewhere you've, somewhere in the zoo you've not been and it's just not maybe sort of, oh, I'll take a, dif- take a picture dif- differently this way. Um, oh yeah, it's then... So is there a name for the type of photography that you enjoy? Well, you've got, um, I've done portrait photography. Right. So um, that's been with a few companies that I've done, or like some people who do lesson, do classes and just say like, oh, yeah, we've got models here. We just, so it gives you a chance to sort of, sort of, sort of communicate with them, saying like, oh, if you just stand this way and right. what have you. You got your landscape photography, um, which as a kid I always just always just love going to Wales on the North Welsh coast. Still, still love it now. If and yeah, still yeah, still. I think as soon as things open up again, I think I probably will be popping into Wales now and again, sort of saying. So, uh, let's discuss some places in Wales. Where do you like to go in Wales? Um, standard places I. Always love going to is Landodno, Colwyn Bay, uh, Conway, uh, Betty Coward, uh, Um I love your pronunciation of all of these places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, they're kind of like they've always been like the sort of main places. I mean, Anglesey. Go a few. I've been to a few times. And um, you use Instagram to share your pictures. Is that your main place to share them? Yeah, it's uh, mostly on Instagram. Yeah, uh, I should say for listeners, I've seen Dave's pictures, his portfolio on Instagram. It's really good and it's worth checking out. And where can people check that out, Dave? Um, my my name on Instagram, tag, whatever you want to call it. Um, actually, I have to go on and just check. <laughs> um, Dave underscore Hodge one. Dave underscore Hodge one. So if you want to see what Dave's pictures are like, go check that out on Instagram. And as we're discussing social media, do you want to share any other social media where people might be able to see you performing some improv? Um, also, if you go on to Facebook... Uh, the ones of Facebook find um, do a bit of a bit of a search uh, for Liverpool comedy improv where the next well yeah we've got another um, intermediate class coming up um, intermediate show coming up in a couple of weeks yeah so, the yeah, if, um, is it mid-February early February I forget yeah, 
Yeah, it's sort of round then. So it's around about the 10th or something like that. Um, about so, the 10th, so, uh, the second week or something. So I'm not entirely sure when this podcast is going out and whether this will be before or after that show. But either way, you can check it out on the Liverpool Comedy Improv page and you'll be able to see um, the show. If it's upcoming, you'll see it in the upcoming schedule. And if it's happened, you'll be able to scroll back and see it. And you can also scroll back and see previous shows that we've done. Yeah. And a nice little plug there. Um, so just thinking about influences, first of all, just, just in life, is there anyone that's influenced you greatly in your life? Um, just anything with anything. Yeah. Just in life, someone that's inspired you when you were younger and thought, oh yeah, I really want to be like that person. Well, it's, um, I guess like parents, you know, yeah. That you know, you kind of look to them. They're like your first, say, port of call. Um, I've always, and again, yeah, the, in terms of the comedy, um, yeah, the comedians I mentioned, Billy Connolly, Lee Evans, they've always been kind of gradually as I grow up, you know, influenced my, co- you know, the comedy yeah. I do. Excellent. Um, then it's like, you know, even like fictional characters, like, you know, if you look at, because um, I'm, I'm a big, mar- I do like my Marvel comics and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and just like the, the main, because like, I don't know, it's just like sort of looking at, you know, you look at like, say, Logan, who's, you know, he's gone through like, you know, really long life. He's had like a lot of stuff happen to him. And, yeah. You know, the fact that, you know, he's able to just go like, almost carry on with things sort of like, you know, you can sort of say, okay, yeah, that's happened. You know, you know, you just read into the characters and sort of like them go, wow, that's, that's great. And, it's, you know, what he's had to deal with over his life. And, and then like, you look at like you Steve Rogers and stuff like that. It's, yeah. It's, I think you know, lots of sorry. I think lots of people draw inspiration from from characters in sort of all the the various Marvel and DC universe because effectively superheroes are characters that go through struggle and always come out fighting on the other end. So I think they offer a sense of hope for people. Yeah. So. As we're on uh, superhero characters, you mentioned Logan. Who is Logan your favourite, or would someone else take the the uh, the moniker of being your favourite superhero? Well, I think I think there was always a point where Logan, well, Logan Wolverine was kind of like to a certain degree, he was this kind of like lone wolf to a certain degree. You know, how yeah. he can just go, okay, he's a bit of, a, but then he's kind of like when he's put into a position where he's got a lead, he's like, he kind of pulls through to a certain degree. Um, and also it's like, I think Thor as well as someone, yeah, okay, he's got all these superhuman strength powers and all that, and he's son of Odin and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's when he, when his dad sort of says, no, look, he, he sort of, so he sort of slaps him down a bit and just knocks him down a peg and says, look, 
Yeah, you go in here, you're going to learn humility. And he goes, yeah, actually, yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, just thinking of, of Thor there, did you prefer sort of the slightly earlier Chris Hemsworth version of Thor when he was a bit more serious? Or did you prefer it as um, we sort of got to Thor Ragnarok and, um, and beyond into the Avengers films where he just became funnier? Um, I, I just kind of looked at it from, well, not necessarily earlier Thor, later Thor. It was always, for me, it was something where it is his kind of journey. Yeah. Yeah, he's had to deal with, he's had to, because uh, in the second film, he had to deal with the loss of his mum. Yeah. Um, which, to me, I've, that's happened to me in real life. I've had to, I've lost a key family member in my life as well. So it's, right. and then, and then it's eventually sort of, he's saying, look, okay, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, this is where I'm, I think eventually by the time it comes down to it, he says like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to sort of make my own path now. Yeah, it's a good way to be. And yeah, he was meant to be sort of king of Asgard and all that, but he was kind of like, I mean, I don't know how many people listening have watched Endgame. (laughs) I think we're we're safe to talk about spoilers. It's a pretty (laughs) well-known film now. Yeah, it's, um, he obviously passes on to Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson's character. Yeah. And he just goes off and says, right, okay, I'm going to, not be be someone who I want to be, not someone who I'm almost something that's been thrust on, you know. Yeah. And I think I kinda kind of like like that and it's like how that how they've taken that. You know, it's finding the power in you know, not just simply going, oh you've got this mighty hammer and all that, but you've got the power in you to Yeah to be Whatever you want, really. It reminds me a little of Prince Harry in that he sort of doesn't want to take on the responsibility of being a royal and he wants to just go off and do his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas like, it's looking like William's going to be taking over that role. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to improv. Yeah. Ha- how would you describe your improv style or can you describe your improv style? Um, I'd probably say it's more like a physicality based. Okay. Also say physicality slash character style of improv. And that's how I kind of maybe adapt it, whether it's online or, when I've done it in person. And how do you see the future of improv moving forwards? Do you think that online is going to stick around? Um, I'd probably say it's going to, it's probably going to be maybe a bit of a hybrid of the two. Yeah. There's probably going to be times when um, probably maybe can't get to lessons or anything like that, or for some reason, you see the venue we've got um 
maybe say can't can't be used for whatever reason so we can say well okay you know we've got enough time in advance to sort of organize a, a zoom a zoom yeah. call and you know treat that as either as a rehearsal or if it's for for whatever reason we can't do it live the sh a show live we can know we can opt to do it on online yeah uh, so I'll just let the the listeners know that you are a member of the Oikers uh, with yeah. me and with uh, various other members of the Liverpool Comedy Improv community. And we're a, a diverse group that sort of came together through lockdown. And we are scattered all over the place. Sort of <laughs> within, within an area, within reason. But, you know, we are all a good few hours apart altogether. So I imagine moving forwards that online will be beneficial for us to main as like a, a big core group. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do, I do look forward to when we can actually do something in person, but, you know, for, as it stands currently, you know, doing it online is just as good as anything. It's, and it's like keeps us connected, keeps us connected with potentially like other people on a grand scale across like the world, so to speak. Yeah. So improv, I want to ask you a question in two different ways. I want to ask you what impact has improv had on your life on the whole? And then I want to ask you after that, what impact has improv had on your life during lockdown? Um, the on online allows online aspect. So second question is that it still allows me to sort of adapt to because the fact that's on Zoom, you can you can hide. You don't necessarily have to be in front of the camera. Yeah. And you can, or you can like literally do one scene in one room and adapt it to another scene sort of somewhere else. You know, you've got that adaptability sort of during lockdown to be able to do it. And then the sort of as on a whole, was it the first one was? Yeah, how, how has improv impacted your life? Um, well, watching it, watching it through, obviously, whose lines anyway, you kind of think, as I mentioned earlier, it kind of like, you think, wow, they're, they're making it, they're, they're so brilliant, you know, they make it look so seamless, so easy. But then when you do actually get to do it, you think, wow, it's like, you know, you have it, yeah, everyone has it in the, in them to be able to improvise, you know, it's, yeah. do it in our day to day work. Yeah, you know, it's like if you work in retail, like I've done for the past God knows how many years. Um, yeah, improvising, you know, you, even though you got a set script, you kind of you you do to a certain degree use it. You you go, oh, actually, you know what? If you if you go with this, actually, work go with this shirt. It, actually works well with with this and it's great for this occasion and what have yeah. you and do you think that since you've been doing improv 
that your skills in retail sort of got better? It, it does help. It does because normally I'm outside of the sort of the improv world. I'm normally quite okay. I'm normally not this talkative. Um, <laughs> but then it's like it's just a case of almost to a certain degree put on something else and just another face, so to speak. Yeah. And just go, oh yeah, welcome. So if someone was umming and umming and ahhing about, oh, maybe I should get into Ibrov, or oh, I'm not sure if it's for me, what would you say to someone to try and sort of encourage them into it? Um, what I would say is just like, just give it, you know, give it a go. You know, it's like, you know, it's, you know, you're with a great, you know, you know, quite a wide range of people who have you know you get those like yourself you know us who have been doing it for quite a while you know like the more experienced heads and then you've got those who are maybe just you know a good four or five classes in and it's like and you've always got someone there who is able to back you up which is the whole point yeah it's like if you go in with a scene you know, or an idea, person who jumps in is going to be like, yeah, going to support you back you know, completely and just be like, so, so totally yes ending the scene. Yeah, and I think what's great because the people that have decided to go to that class or go to the online session, they've already sort of committed their brain to a certain way of thinking. So the great thing is, everybody's brilliant it doesn't matter whether it's their first day or whether they've been doing it for years every scene is just brilliant purely because everyone is trying and yeah there are some scenes that are better than others just because of the chemistry or the the suggestion or whatever but i think what's great about improv is that the people are just great and they just get stuck in and have a go and if it does go a bit awry it doesn't matter yeah, that, that's um, something I, I've noticed. People who maybe come across as like, you know, it's the first time. And it's like they do what uh, I think Emma calls as a happy accident. <laughs> so it's, uh, they, they do something or say something that just gets everyone literally just keeling over laughing. And it's that. And it's like you think, yeah, that that's it. That That's that same problem there, you know, just happened right there, just in the moment. Yeah. And it's, and it's something that does end up sticking with you, you know, so it's like, yeah, when me and Mark did that, yeah, because there was that scene where, I think it was in the first term, we were having to, like, sort of go, ooh, ah, like that, and then we're like, ah, oh, the, these these biscuits and Morgan <laughs> sweats, and it's that, that's how, inevitably, it led to a lot of people you know, going, oh, yeah, Bob and Sweats, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and that's one of those great scenes. And sometimes the, the sad thing about improv is it's just so off the cuff and it's, it's in the moment, and then it's, it's gone. So we forget most of what we do, but then there are some scenes that, for whatever reason, just live on, and there's still callbacks to them, like, months after. And the Bob and Sweats was definitely one of those great scenes that we always call back to. <laughs> <laughs> 
And how do you feel when you hear other people reference something that you did months ago and they still laugh about it? I think it's just something that you, you think, wow, that that's, you know, to a certain degree, you kind of think, well, my God, I can't believe someone's actually remembered that. And it's, it, 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 there is a certain little bit of satisfaction in the fact that you've done some done something that has made someone happy. Yeah. So it kind of makes you, you know, it satisfies you to a certain degree that you've, that people go, oh yeah, that, that was brilliant, that scene, or the number of times, you know, I think also there was another thing I've seen we did, I think it was the Alphabet game. Right. And I've forgotten what we were doing and it was, it was like one of the, I think as a result of something I said at your reaction to it. Kind of, <laughs> right. Which I think a lot of people will sort of go, that, that's like, that's another, I think we were like planning something or, can't remember, you know, but it was just a case of like, I was like, rolling on. I think I, I just got given, blended up, got gifted R or something like that. I was like, oh, I remember we were magicians. Magician, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like an old older magician wanted to do things the traditional way and you were trying to bring us forward in, into like the new world with new ideas and stuff yeah again that, that's just something a little something where one of us said something and it's like okay and <laughs> it, li- like, it literally was magic yeah. <laughs> and uh, that brings us uh, to the end of of the interview thank you so much dave just before we say goodbye do you want to give one last plug for your social media yeah, so, um, yeah, my as mentioned before, my Instagram, my photography, um, Dave underscore Hodge one, all lowercase. I should have said that before. It's all mm-hmm. lowercase, that. Um, yeah, that just gives, you know, some, something that, you know, my photography outside of improv. And again, improv, um Liverpool Comedy Improv, Improv on Facebook. Um, they also are on um, Instagram as well, but Facebook's where you can find upcoming shows, dropping classes, you name it. Um, and yeah, that that's kind of it. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Dave. It's been great to chat with you, and uh, I'm sure everyone that's listening right now has had a great time listening to, to things they didn't expect to listen listen about i certainly wasn't expecting to talk about the uh the marvel heroes and stuff but i really enjoyed that so thank you very much yeah th- again thanks again ian for having me you're very welcome okay take care yeah you too and thank you very much today for that marvel us chat it's really great for me to sort of peel the layers back and just get to know these improvisers that i have been improvising with for a while now and when you improvise you don't always get the opportunity to to really talk and get to know people so this if anything is a great way for me to get to know the people that i play with on a regular basis and i really enjoyed that chat finding out all about what makes Dave tick in the world of improv and life. Now, 
If you are interested in getting involved in improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene, then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. Don't forget, you can also check me out, Ian Luke Jones, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. You'll find lots of my improv on YouTube plus lots of other content as well. So please go over there. If you like what you see, subscribe, give me a like, share it, tell your friends. But before I go, as always, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv and yes and...